right, so tonight we're going to be talking about Encounter at Firepoint, which is a two, two, it was the first episode, let me just read a little bit from Wikipedia to set the mood here. A series premiere and first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Premiered in syndication, wow, December, September 28th, 1987. That is even more impressive, I had no idea. I mean, holy mackerel, that is so, I mean, I, wow. It was written by uh, D.C. Fontana and Gene Roddenberry and directed by Corey Allen. Uh, Roddenberry was the creator of Star Trek and Fontana was a writer on the original series. Uh, the series was made as a pilot for the new Star Trek series in a double-length episode for Paramount at Paramount Ten Television Group's insistence. Uh, after the show was initially announced uh, in 1986, Roddenberry put together a production team. Uh, new actors were hired. Uh, and sometimes they had to rehire. And sometimes people, you, the, the, that's not important. So what's important was the year, uh, September 28th, 1987. Uh, a couple of the extra uh, actors are... Uh, uh, John Delancey, who plays Q, who, you know, we'll be talking about it probably a lot over the next couple months or years. Michael Bell, who played Groppler Zorn. And I think that's probably it. DeForest Kelly played um, um, Leonard McCoy, Bones. Is that Bones McCoy? DeForest Kelly, but that was like the, like, uh, but that was the kind of tribute to uh, the original Star Trek. And maybe we'll do a run through. Uh, this is kind of like a two-parter for me. I mean, this is like a you know double length, uh, so about an hour and a half. And so we'll talk about we'll run through the whole episode, and then maybe we'll talk about like because what I was really struck by was a lot of interesting things, and uh, I'd never seen this episode before. Like the first time I watched it, which was like months ago when I decided I've been watching Star Trek Next Generation for months, to, you know, uh, now that we're doing this in the lead up, uh, you know, get my feet wet and make sure this was viable. But uh, so the first time I watched it was a few months ago once I decided, OK, we're going to do Star Trek Next Generation for this show. And so it was really informative uh, and it's a really different episode uh, like uh than a normal episode, I would say, it's not just the length, in, uh, but it gives us a little glimpse into certain characters, just like a pilot would, and in some way, real in a really not too terrible way, like a lot of stuff, and a couple of things I really loved, like the first time I saw it, the fact that uh, Picard doesn't like, here's a spoiler, Picard doesn't like kids, the fact that uh, they make him uncomfortable. It just really struck me as like, uh, okay, I really like the, uh, I don't know if it's the, like, the being of this program. Uh, now now I get it. Uh, I don't know. I guess that would be an, an endearing thing. It endeared it to me. And then having Q on the first episode is another big plus uh and it's just a lot of great things. So let's do some run through. Um, encounter at Farpoint. It opens with the opening. Why well, put opens with open? Uh, the ship in center screen falls in to the screen, and Picard walks out of the shadows. And uh, Picard uh, walks fast. It's, it's a new command of a galaxy class ship. Uh, they're short of a first officer who's at Deneb 4, and they're tasked, they're, their task is to solve the mystery of Farpoint Station. Uh, Data does not know Snoop. Oh, they're talking about, oh, what, what are they doing? And they're, uh, Like they say, okay, we're, we're going to Snoop. Uh, we're going to try to get clues. And he goes, you mean like seek covertly? And then Troy, Counselor Troy, uh, senses a powerful mind. And then the ship's alarm goes off. There's something strange. It's a force field. He says, and then Picard starts to get irritable, which is great. He goes, shut off that damn noise. And then we see the Enterprise is caught in some kind of energy net, uh, like a force field. And again, this is in 1987, so these effects 
they really stand up. I've been watching on Amazon, but I think it's also on Netflix. It says HD. Now, I don't know what that means as far as the 1080, whatever, but uh, really this show, man, talk about a show that has legs. Uh, it, they say, come to full stop. Uh, there's a flash appearance of a man in a giant hat with a feather in a breastplate. He looked like a battling painter, like a Renaissance painter with a breastplate. And he had jacket with high boots. And he goes, you've gone too far to return to your galaxy. And then they, they say, what are, you, what are you? I don't know who said that, but he goes, we call ourselves the Q. And then he kind of locks the crew off the bridge. Everybody's trying to come on. And Q's walking around like he even has like a foil, like a, for fencing style. Uh, and then at some point, uh, Q, Q says, you know, captain to captain, uh, he goes, go back to where thou came. And then somebody tries to come at him. He says, stay, stay while you stay where you are. He freezes that guy. Picard says, stay to get a hold of medicine. And Picard's kind of exasperated now because he says, what are you, what are you doing, man? Uh, this is just wrong. He goes, he wasn't up to anything. Uh, but he, he kind of has this face off with uh, Q, you know, like, because uh, Q's like, hit the road or else, and Picard's not happy. Then there's an ad. They come back from the ad, and it says, Captain's Log Supplementary. You know, he froze one of our guys, and we're, we're see, seeing this powerful Q being. Do we dare pose it? And then Q is a WW2 officer, like, smoking cigarettes and talking about, uh, oh, 400 years ago. He goes, go back to your, uh, you know, world. You know, you guys have been up to no good. Human beings are no good. You're not good to each other. You're not good to anybody else. You've got your tribal god images, and you're never going to change. Which I guess is this is a great theme for the opening episode of the series, like the humans aren't gonna. I mean, I guess it's so, like is this a like what is a jingoism for all of humankind instead of just for your country, where you say, hey, let's make a TV series about how great humans are. And they say, well, we're the only ones in exit. We're the only ones gonna watch it, Gene. Yeah, but we're the best. You know, okay, wait, wait. He said, yeah, it'll be a series about how great we are for the universe, better than we are now. Big, big plan. And I mean, because it, but it is a, I'm being, I'm being facetious, you know, uh, really is good. Also, I forgot we got a view of Worf, who's a, a, a I don't want to say who my favorite character is, but it's Worf, I think. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it. I'm doing a podcast about Star Trek Next Generation. I'm still not, Worf. I just, I just, I do like a lot of the characters. I just think I connect with, there's a couple of good episodes about Worf, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, but, you know, whatever he says, Q's whole thing is, will humans never change? And then he says, you want to see your rapid progress? And uh, then he changes to another weird outfit, like post, uh, post-winter on Earth. And he keeps criticizing humans. Same, same old story. Uh, over and over again, but Picard says, oh, no, the same old story as you, some self-righteous life form that's uh, not just here to judge, uh, not try to understand or tolerate. And Q says, great idea, let's do some judging. Uh, you know, what if we figure it out? And Picard says, I'm not afraid of being judged by you fairly. And then uh, Q says, great idea, Captain. You're a veritable fountain of ideas. Preparations to make. Uh, I'll be back and uh, we'll proceed. And then in a flash, he's gone. And Worf says, all right, we got to take, you know, we, we got to be ready to rumble. Uh, you know, should we should we rumble or should we escape? Uh, and Counselor Troy says, we should probably, she says, according to, you know, my, my sense is that we should avoid contact with these beings. And Picard says, all right, let's see what this ship can do. And he says, let's get some maximum acceleration uh, to see if we can outrun this. And he says, engage. And then they get up to 9.2, and then uh, Q's still on their tail or something. Then they get up to 9.3 warp. 
And at some point, Picard says, hey, any guesses about what this is, Troy, Counselor Troy? She says, uh, beyond a life form, very advanced. And then Picard says, we got to go faster. And Data says, uh, faster Data's project, too much risk. So then they do, a, they say, we'll separate the saucer and protect the families and the, uh, the rest of the crew. Worf will command the saucer, which Worf doesn't want to do, of course. He doesn't want to run. Uh, so then they take Data and Worf. Uh, every, they, they clear the bridge. Uh, didn't, and never, they go to this battle bridge, I guess, or something. Yeah, Picard heads to the battle bridge. Then there's a commercial. Uh, then we see lots of civilians and families. Everyone's walking very fast. Something about torpedoes and separations with music or something. Sepititanian music. Uh, but then I think this is when the thing's separating. We get all these reaction shots of the crew. Successful. Maybe that's the getaway. Then more reaction shots. Uh, then a separation shot. Okay, we're with steam stem turns. I think this is when the thing separated, the saucer, and then they, they turn different ways. And then Picard and the ship, they wait for the queue, and Picard talks to Tasha Yar, who is the head of security. He says uh, this. She says, what do you think we should do for a plan? And then they say, well, he says, send us out on all languages and frequencies. We surrender with no terms. And then the ship starts shaking because the queue's caught up with them, and they surround the ship in the barrier. And the next thing you hear is laughing and jeering, and you see this red banner with a black eagle on it. It's Picard, Troy, Data, and Yar. And this is like a holy Terry Gilliam Batman. This was like a get Terry Gilliam, like a scene from a Terry Gilliam movie in a good way. I mean, definitely, I would have liked to, to you know, good thing they have Twitter in 1987, because man, I can imagine the, the harshness. Like maybe people were just, they say, what is this? Is Star Trek? Uh, but I, I think it was cool, and and it was very. Uh, is you know like this uh, dystopian feel to it, which was like like a past Earth. Uh, but let me get into it. It's a strange crowd. There's a man in a Rob Santa hat or a Santa hat. Man in a robe. I didn't put an E there. I put R O B. In a Santa like hat, a staff with a ribbon on it. And he's talking to Picard and the crew. He says, the prisoners will stand. So Picard says, hey, let's sit down. And Data finds this intriguing because it's so accurate. The post, uh, um, what do you call it, dystopian Earth uh, that's in the past now. And Troy says, this is not an illusion or a dream. Even though it's in the past, you know, she, she goes, this is real. It's not uh, fake. It's mid-21st century. Is that where we're, we're 20? Are we in 21st century, but we're not the mid-21st century yet? Uh, there's also, like, very Terry Gilliam things, like someone in the crowd has an umbrella. Or maybe that's a Mad Maxian with no claw, you know, just an umbrella or skeleton. And they say, make way for the uh, judge. And they say, get to your feet. And then Q makes this grand entrance in like this giant floating throne. He's got like white face paint on or very pale skin, this red gown. It reminded me of like something out of a, a, a like an Amade, Amadeus like uh, opera. And there's red cape and gloves. That's uh, that's on on cue. Lion's heads on the throne. Uh, then Tashiar gets out of order, and uh, everyone cracks up because they freeze her. That's very Gilliam. Just the way the audience is, and they just just a strange, just a, a level of good kind of strangeness. Uh, for me, I don't know if you could say it's a cohesive strangeness, which would be like it, like something like Twin Peaks is a. I don't know. Let's not get into semantics of the semantics of strangeness. Gingerbread Press thirty thirty. Uh, they're worried about the Freyer trial. Oh yeah, they say that, and then they 
uh, you know, they're there to answer for their species. Then Data objects. Uh, then Tasha Yar objects to the whole court. So she gets frozen. Then everyone laughs and jeers. They say, you've got a lot to learn. And then Q yawns uh, at how boring a trial is. Uh, and Picard is not happy, but Q's like, concentrate on your trial. And he says, because if this is a fair trial, you're going to lose. Uh, but then, or maybe that Picard says that. But then they get to, to Tasha thought out, which the crowd doesn't like. Then their bells ring. Uh, to, to you know, to, to silence the crowd, and Q says legal trickery will not be permitted. And Picard says, "Well, what is this? We're guilty until we're proved, you know, guilty until we're proven innocent." And, you know, it is, and Q is kind of like, "Well, that's what humans have earned." And Picard's like, "Well, I'm gonna only answer specific charges." So then Q says, "Well, present the charges." Oh, also, there's a little bit we learn about Tasha Yark. She says, I grew up on a world with courts like this. Uh, and so uh, Starfleet is what saved me from a world like this. And Picard, like, reads the charges suspensefully. Then he hands them back. Uh, and he sees, I see no charges uh, against us. And they say, you're out of order. Then there was like this weird camera angle. I'm not sure what happened. It almost looked like there was like a blanket over the camera when it's on Picard. And Q tries to make uh, make Picard plead guilty. He does something one laughs. He does a lovely one laughs. Provisually, Q. Uh, yeah, let me look this up. I don't know, but... uh. I see, provisionally Q, but Q lounges in the chair. Oh, Data plays back recordings of Picard, uh, saying, will this be a fair trial? And Picard, you know, he's like, we're proof humans have, have advanced test us. And Q's like, oh, yeah, great, great. Farpoint will be an excellent test for you. Uh, court adjourned. Uh, stand respectfully, everyone. Uh, bonus, bow, oh, everyone bows as Q leaves. And then Q has this great, he says, Captain, you may find you are not clever enough for what awaits you. And then the next thing you know, they're back back on the ship, the normal ship. Uh, and like O'Brien, no one even knows they were gone, I think. Uh, and then we have person log commander William Riker, stardate 4115. 41, I don't know how they say it, 41153.7, dropped off by the USS Hood, by, you know, USS Harry Hood, and uh, says, yeah, I'm waiting for the Enterprise, or I'm going to be the first officer. Meanwhile, I'm supposed to talk to the administrator in the old city. Uh, so but Riker goes to meet with this grappler, Zorn. It's to talk about a name to for me to grapple with, grappler, Zorn. Uh, Zorn's easy, but grappler... Uh, this guy had a great voice, Grappler Zorn. They share an awkward, awkward handshake. And the, the mystery of Farpoint is uh, that Riker's trying to figure out. It's like, oh, this is incredible. You built this perfect station. And then Zorn's like, you want some fruit? And, and Picard, or Riker's like, well, I could go for an apple. He goes, oh, well, there's no way. He goes, oh, wait, no, there's here's a magical bowl of apples. It was behind this other bowl. And Riker's like, I don't think that was there before. And Grappler Zorn's like, well, doesn't it make you feel welcome or something? And he says, anyway, he goes, uh, he goes, I just want to, you know, uh, get my questions answered. And uh, Zorn's like, this is a great station. You don't need to ask them any questions. And then Riker says, all right, I'm going to eat my apple. I'll see you later. And then after he leaves, uh, um, let's see. Easy answers won't make it appreciate any less. Oh, then, yeah, after Riker leaves, uh, Zorn's, like, mad at some mysterious force, kind of uh, chastising it uh, for making those apples appear. And then we meet Wesley and uh, Beverly Crusher. Riker meets them via, you know, we meet them via Riker. They go for a stroll in the shopping district. And Wesley's kind of funny. He goes, if you're wondering about my mom, Commander Riker, she's not unfriendly. She's just shy around men she doesn't know. And then she's, you know, she's like, Wesley, you you little, uh, you know, and she says, I think that just means he wants us to be friends. 
And then Riker's way. I want to investigate some stuff uh, while we're here. Uh, I want to be uh, useful, you know, get some stuff done. And then Crusher's also looking at this material. She says, geez, I wish this, like, uh, material would have gold in it. And next thing you know, there's some, like, uh, like a bolt of, uh, what do you call that stuff you make clothes with? Cloth. Uh, but Crusher said, yes, yeah, sorry, I'm just giving you a hard time about, uh, you know, creating work to curry favor with our new captain. Uh, but she says, maybe this is something weird going on here with this uh, uh stuff uh, and she said maybe Jean-Luc would would like us to check it out and Riker says Jean-Luc you mean Captain Picard and uh, Wesley says yeah yeah he he helped with, with when my father passed he he helped us and Dr. Crusher says that was a long time ago anyway commander we got a roll and he says yeah my problem meeting you both uh, see you on board and then we meet Jordy LaForge, uh, and he says, uh, sir, the Enterprise is arriving. And then, he, you know, Riker gives him a little business. He says, is this an official report, Jordy? And he goes, oh, sorry, sorry, Commander. Sir, Lieutenant LaForge reporting. The Enterprise is arising, but without the saucer section, sir. That's tough to say, saucer section, sir. Riker says, star drive only? What happened? He goes, I don't know, but Captain Picard said for you to beam up immediately. Riker says, our captain doesn't, new captain wasn't waste time. That's a great idea. Thanks, Lieutenant. LaForge says, aye, sir. And next thing you know, Riker's beam, you know, ready to beam up. Also, I missed a note here. When he says there's no saucer section, it's like one of those YK moments, which I love. What? And then Riker beats, beams up, and then there's a commercial. Uh, Orbit Sans Saucer or Sansa. I think, I don't know if I was writing about poetry about Sansa Stark in here. Sansa Stark, Saucer Sir uh, section. Sansa Saucer section, Saucers Sir in the snow. Uh, but Tasha waits. Uh, I don't know what she's waiting for. Lieutenant Yar. Oh, she's waiting for a cat, Picard, or Riker. She says, All right, let me take you to the battle bridge. And Riker says, something interesting must have happened, huh? And she says, yeah, well, when we get to the battle bridge, the captain will tell you, uh, you know, Mr. Mister Questions, I'm security. And then they're in a standard parking orbit, and uh, Picard says, let me bring you up to date on our little adventure. This is funny, they showed him, like, video highlights. Again, very futuristic, it was like a YouTube video. And he said this a saucer's on its way, but after watching the video with the cues, Riker's totally stumped. And so then we have the captain and uh, his number one alone for a little convo. I think, or maybe they're, uh, maybe, let me see. Uh, let's see, captain plus number one. He goes, the, 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 Picard puts the pressure on him right away. He says, Commander Riker will dock the ship, uh, and then they get right to work, uh, crew and Riker. Oh, boy, they're doing this manual docking. So I assume this was to kind of show off the potential of the ship and this wonderful special effects, uh, but also show off Riker's effectiveness in uh, high-pressure situations. He really does well. Oh, boy, plenty of shots. Riker rolls in, and then he says, Her inertia should do the job now. And he says to lock it up, and then they do, like, uh, reaction shots of data, or data, data, they call them on the show. Tasha and O'Brien, they're all really impressed, and they smile. somebody smiles. Riker's pleased, but then Riker's drinking tea, and he starts testing Riker. He says, well, that was a fairly routine maneuver. maneuver. And Riker says, well, thanks, man. I hope I showed promise. He goes, I have some questions for you. He goes, I, he goes, I thought you would, sir. He goes, I saw Captain DeSoto likes you. He goes, one thing. He goes, you refused to let him bring him down to Altar 3. And Riker says, well, it's too risky for the captain. And Picard says, well, I guess the captain's rank doesn't mean anything to you. Riker says, the reverse. He goes, the captain's life means a lot, uh, 
And Picard says, well, don't you think a Starfleet captain can make a, isn't that presumptuous of you to second guess the captain's judgment? And then you get this, you know, moment. It was permission to speak candidly, sir. One of these moments with these officers we're always waiting for. And Picard says, always. And maybe Picard was hoping he would say, well, Captain DeSoto's a buffoon. But, you know, that would uh, incriminate Riker. Uh, but Riker says, well, I guess you were first officer once, and uh, you must know that uh, the safety of the captain, you know, I can follow rules, but I'm not going to compromise your safety. And Picard says, really? You, you, you put me first. I like that. Uh, and Picard says, one more thing. Uh, he goes, well, since you, this was, this is a wonderful, wonderful moment. I don't have the timestamp, but really important uh, to, for me to be like, I'm really going to enjoy this, watching this Star Trek Next Generation. He says, using the same kind of strength you showed with DeSoto, I appreciate if you keep me making an ass of myself with children. And Riker says, what do you mean? He goes, well, I'm not a family man, Riker. He goes, but this is a ship with children aboard. I don't feel comfortable with children, but since I have to be a genial captain, I got to project that. Riker says, don't worry, bro, I got your back. And then I says, sweet, you guys are going to get along great. Uh, then we get like a little uh, backstory, like not backstory, but exposition about Geordi's vision and how that works. And, uh, the, you know, because he's with Dr. Crusher getting an exam. What's in, another interesting thing we learn is that Geordi, in order to see with his visor, it's painful for Geordi. Which is just an interesting thing in that uh, Crush is like, well, you could take painkillers. And LaForge says, well, without, then I wouldn't be able to use, the, like, C. And then Crush says, well, we could desensitize your brain. And he said, no, 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 I, I, I live with the pain so I can, you know, have this electronic vision. Uh, then we got Riker on the bridge. Uh, he says, where's data data at? He goes, a special assignment, transferring our admiral over to a, another ship. And then this is when we see Bones. And we just get a little uh, McCoy, a little comedy routine. Uh, and we learn about, like, he thinks that Data's a Vulcan, but Data can explain to you, know, I'm an android. And McCoy says, you know, make sure this is, ship's got a great name, so don't, you know, don't mess it up. And that was like a that was like a spot where I took a break. Uh, but yeah, so so it's just kind of like a like a, I think that's like the middle part with this little comedy routine uh, with Data seeing Bones off board. All right, so there's an ad break after Data and Bones go start their walk, and then you see two starships and one flies off. And Picard says, "You send that message, Riker." He says, "Oh yeah, bon voyage, mon ami." And Picard seems very chipper, I put. And then Q shows up and says, hey, you're wasting time, Captain. Uh, and then, uh, uh, what's his name? Worf, Worf uh, tries to go after the viewer because uh, Q's on the viewer. And he says, 24 hours, Captain. And then, uh, you know, Worf apologizes. Uh, he says, we must proceed at our own pace, I think Picard says. Then it says, Picard, chippy futility. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Picard, chippy futility. And they, But they say, well, geez, what are we going to do, Captain? He says, we're going to do what we do if Q never existed. He goes, if we're going to be troubled, let's be troubled. Let's get trouble for what we're supposed to be doing. And then we have a personal log start date, 41115, 41153.8, 24 hours, Captain Picard says, uh, and 11 have gone by, but I'm waiting. I think we're going to be tested. And then Riker and Picard are still trying to figure out how they built this far point, which is the mystery of the kind of show. I mean, you have the mystery of the queue. And then you have kind of, especially in the second half, how did they build this? There's this kind of like uh, more uh, basic planet, but they have these this great station built there uh, to start uh, to uh, whatever uh, you know the, to, to exact specifications. None of the materials exist on the planet, and so Picard and Riker are kind of discussing it. Uh, 
and, and uh, beaming down. Move to it, sir. Uh, but Riker also has this thing about uh, uh, that uh, he th- says, I think this grappler's Zorn and the people are they're trying to please us. That's like kind of a hint, you know, because in, in his reports, you know, they said what well, that thing with the apples. And then Ricard and Riker getting ready. He goes, oh, he goes, ask Counselor Troy to join us. And that's like uh, all these funny takes. Oh, boy. Uh, You can see on their faces there's some awkwardness. And then this one, I I guess I haven't, like, uh, watched enough. But Troy starts speaking uh, to Riker, and she calls him, let me think. She says, can you still sense my thoughts, Zindi, or Mazdi? And Picard says, what are you, have you two met before, or are you just communicating by mind already? And I think Picard, or uh, someone says, I too could never say goodbye. Maybe that's Troy. But so we get that learning moment. Picard doesn't like kids. Uh, Data's an android. Uh... Uh, Jordy, so we're getting all these little hints about the characters that'll do as well. Uh, but the end of it, the planet, uh, desolate, uh, we see they're in a meeting with grapplers. Oh, who doesn't like betazoids? That's what Counselor Dro- Dro- Troy is, a betazoid, because uh, he feels like they could read their minds. But Counselor Troy says, no, 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 I can only detect emotions, uh, grappler. I'm half betazoid. My father was my father. Hello, Mutta. Hello, Fada. No, no. She says, my father was a Starfleet officer. And counselor, uh, whatever, not counselor, uh, what is, whatever the dude's name is. I can't believe I just forgot it. Grappler Zorn says, uh, well, I got nothing to hide. And then they're like, well, we'd like to hire you or learn your techniques. And Grappler Zorn says, well, we just kind of want to be left alone. You know, just want you to use this star base, but we don't want to do everything else. You know, we just want to, he goes, we're the bandy people. We like staying home. And he goes, you know, if you can't get that, we'll, 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 maybe we'll make an alliance, allegiance with the Ferengi. And something about that makes Counselor Troy take a, a breath. And they say, well, geez, what's going on? She goes, pain and loneliness, uh, despair. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's a grapple or the people, it's something else. A very upset, uh, uh, grapplers, you know, was irritated. Uh, what else? It feels they might be. Oh, and then also Picard says, Well, Jesus, Ferengi would love you, grapplers. Or they love, they, they find, uh, uh, Ferengi or whatever the, he goes, they find you tasty. Uh, then Riker goes looking for, uh, data on the ship. He gets directions from the queue, uh, uh, from, from the crew. Also, we see kind of this mapping system they have where it can guide you. Also, the person he asked, the woman he asked, she looked right at his butt. And and, I mean, I caught that. Uh, then we get a taste of the holodeck because Riker goes into the forest on the holodeck. His mind is blown. He does this hello across the river. Uh, Data is practicing whistling. So that's another cool, like, say, well, Data practices whistling. Pop goes the weasel. And him and Riker do a du- du- duet for a second. And I think that says Data's practicing. Then Riker says, let's roll, man. We got, we got work to do. Uh, but then they talk about... Uh, like Riker's like, what are you, a machine, or what do I call you, it? Should I call you it? And Data says, what, you, don't you trust me? He goes, Riker goes, nope. And he goes, well, prejudice is very human. And Riker goes, what, do you think you're better than us? He goes, well, actually, I am. Uh, but, you know, he goes, I don't, I, you know, all my superiority I'd give up to be a human. And he says, nice to meet you, Pinocchio. And then Riker's like, that was a joke, by the way. And then you see they're going to get along great. Uh, like, you just get the sense, okay, they, they get each other now. Uh, then Wesley comes in. He's so excited. 
Wait, they talk about the woodland. Oh, there's an ad. Then they talk about the woodland and how simulation actually is real because of the replicators. That was interesting, too. I do, you know, at some point we'll get back to that. Uh, Wesley shows up. Wesley's so excited he falls in the river. Data rescues him. Uh, Picard doesn't like, you know, a wet Wesley. He says, what the heck? Then Wesley's with mom. He's all jazzed, but he really wants to see the bridge. And his mom's like, well, that's against his standing orders. He, Wesley says, what are you afraid of the captain like everybody else? The captain's kind of not so nice. And Dr. Crusher says, well, your father liked him. His great explorers are often lonely. No chance to have a family. And then Wesley says, come on, Mom, I'll stay in the elevator. Just let me look at the bridge. Asking for trouble. Then we see a Farpoint model. Or maybe that was a shot of it. Then the crew, uh, Riker sends Troy. Oh, Riker's like, Troy, Tasha, Jordy, are you gonna, you're going to go below the station to check the passages underneath it. Uh, me and Data are going to roll in another way. And uh, they start doing readings. So, like, this stuff is off the charts. And then Troy t- tunes in, Counselor Troy. She detects a lot of uh, uh, pain. And then they beam down. And Riker says, what in the hell kind of place is this? And uh, uh, Jordy says, this is like no place I've ever seen. Uh, so they go, let's go deeper. I think there's an ad break here. I can't read my handwriting. And then we see the Enterprise. And we get another what the hell as uh, Riker sees uh, Dr. Crusher and Wesley standing. And he says, Ch- no children on the bridge. And Crusher says, permission to report to the captain. And they say, well, geez, uh, he's not on the bridge. He's just looking. She goes, that's my son, by the way. Crusher says, or uh, Picard says, your son? Holy cow. Les, he goes, come on over. Because I knew you uh, your dad. He goes, you can look around, but don't touch anything. And then we see Wesley's a bit of a prodigy. You know, he knows everything about the ship and how to work everything already, how things work, multispectral imaging. And then they say, that's when Picard says, how the heck do you know that? And and, uh, Wesley says, perimeter alert. Uh, He's like touching stuff. And then Picard says, off the bridge. And then Worf says, sir, you got to... Perimeter alert, a little bit of comedy. Also, oh, Picard was really humbled and kind. He When he meets Wesley, he cleared his throat. He said, I knew I knew your father, Wesley. Uh, Wesley is total amazeballs. Uh, there's even like a Picard, there's like this VR moment. It's like POV because Picard says to us, to the camera, hey, sit in the chair. Uh, then they get off the bridge, and Worf says, you have a perimeter alert, son. And Crusher says, as my to- son told you, then they say, inbound and vessel, like actual UFO, unidentified vessels coming in. It's covered in purple light. They go to add, and then you, you, Captain, they're on the bridge. Uh, they say, give me Grappler Zorn. He goes, Grappler, who the heck's coming here? The Ferengi or what? Uh, and Grappler says, nobody. That was I made that up. There was no Ferengi. I was lying. And the ship, they say, I think Jordy says that this ship's 12 times their volume. So it's a massive, massive ship. And they shoot a purple beam onto the Enterprise. A sense, uh, uh, and they say, geez, I think the sense was, I think we just got scanned. Uh, next thing you know, we're below the planet, close to an answer. Uh, someone does not want us in touch with our ship because they can't get a hold of their ship, obviously. Uh, then we're back on the bridge. They say, computer's got no record of a ship like this, and our sensors are bouncing off of it. Uh, then the ship starts sending purple beams down to the old western town. And the crew on the planet, they're trying to get out, but then the, you know, the purple beams are coming uh, Troy is like, the Riker's like, we'll split up. Me and Data will go to the dangerous spot. You get back to the ship. But Troy's worried about Riker's safety. He says, hey, follow orders. Uh, then we got Grappler Zorn's freaking out. He says, tune that down. Uh, 
What does that mean? Tune that down in my notes here. I don't know. But then Picard says, go get Zorn, and he, maybe he has some answers. What do you think that means? Tune that down. And then Picard and Troy talk. This is a good conversation. They talk about the Prime Directive a little bit. Because uh, Picard says, well, geez, what are we supposed to do? Uh, is it, and Troy says, uh, well, it wouldn't be violating the Prime Directive. Uh, you know, they're not allies, but we're in the midst of diplomatic discussions, so we should protect them. So Picard says, fire it up, Tasha. And she goes, phasers locked on. And then Q uh, shows up with uh, Q shows up as the judge, Judge Q. It's hard to say. And he says, typical, you're just going to shoot that other ship with your phasers. And Captain says, this is our, pro you know, this is our protocol, dude, to protect my crew. I'm not about to do anything. Safety precaution. And Q says, I know what you're up to. As plain as the nose on your face, uh, you're not civilized. And uh, if you were, you'd be doing something about the people on the planet. And Picard says, hey, Dr. Crusher, what are you doing? She said, getting ready to go down to the planet and help people. And Picard says, what do you think about that, uh, uh, know-it-all? Uh, meaning of what is that? I don't know. I can't read my writing here. Meaning of S, is, uh, uh, but he says uh, some meaning of something not trained in clear thinking. I think that's what Q was saying, that we're not trained in clear thinking. And then Picard says, I got an idea. Let's uh, block, we'll get between the ship and the planet. And then they say, well, we don't have control. Something happened with that scan. And then Data and Riker, they're in a bunch of dust. And Data, uh, Riker says, Data, are you undamaged? And D Data jumps up. He says, systems are operating. And then Grappler Zorn's under Grappler Zorn's desk crying. And Riker shows up. He says, you can drive them away. And uh, Zorn tries to explain it because Riker's like, drive who away? And Zorn's like, never mind, I don't know. And Data goes, you do, you do, because you were in charge of all contact, bandy contact with other worlds. And Zorn's like, we didn't do anything. And Riker's like, well, I guess we'll go then. And Zorn's like, no, 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 please don't go. And then uh, Zorn just gets beamed away. And then Riker says, some sort of transporter took uh, a purple transporter. And uh, sensing satisfaction, that's what uh, Troy says about it. And then Picard yells at uh, Q. He says, this is enough, man. And he says, temper, temper. Uh, Q says this, temper, temper, mon capitan. He goes, I'm trying to uh, assist here. He goes, maybe I'll just deal with Riker. And Picard says, don't do anything. And he goes, well, he goes, what are you going to, he goes, he goes, by the way, what are you up to? And he goes, well, I'm not risking my cue. He goes, uh, we're going to go over to that ship. He goes, you should know what you'll find there. Or perhaps it's too adult in a puzzle for you. And Riker's like, Captain, I want to get over there and uh, check it out. Too adult a puzzle. Uh, I'll attempt to my, I'll attend to my duty to the bitter end. Oh, that's what Picard says. I'll attend to my duty. And, and Q says, to the bitter end. And uh, Picard says, I see nothing so bitter. Uh, and then there's this, I, I had to put WTF, double question mark, because then in the height of this, so they're about to, the bandy planets getting hit with purple beams from this giant ship who has uh, taken over the controls of the Enterprise. And Picard says, you know what, this is a perfect time for me to apologize for And Q was just on board. He said, I got to go by and apologize to Dr. Crusher, uh, and uh, which is just strange. <laughs> he goes to Dr. Crusher's office, and he goes, she said, I don't want you to think I was harsh and cold-blooded. She goes, why would you think that? He goes, well, I didn't welcome you on board, and then I yelled at your kid. And he goes, but he's a sharp kid. And she goes, well, he just won a mother's heart. And he goes, you can see some awkwardness. They say, were these two involved or not? And I'm not looking up spoilers, so I think they, yeah, I've seen moments. I've seen them share looks. Oh, yeah, and they danced in one episode. But she, she says, uh, 
He says, well, why'd you, you got assigned here? Couldn't you have turned it down? And she goes, do you have a problem? He goes, no, no, you're the perfect chief medical officer. And she goes, you got a problem? And he goes, no, I'm just worried about your feelings, doctor. You know, when you're commanding officer and you're a husband and she goes, I requested this assignment. He goes, what? And she goes, I can serve on this vessel without worrying about my feelings. He says, well, welcome aboard. And then they shake hands. I hope we can be friends. Then we have Data, Troy, Riker, and Yar. They head over to the other ship. It's the same tunnels as below. And they're like, there's no power and no equipment on this ship, so the mystery deepens still. And Counselor Troy says, I'm detecting some hate, but only for the old bandy city. And Data said, most, he goes, most intriguing, yeah, because it was firing at Star, not at Starpoint, but at the, old, the home of those who constructed it. And then there was like this wicked cool stoned moment, like almost like Data stoned. Because he goes to Riker, he goes, sorry, sir, I seem to be commenting on everything. I mean, this is really gold. It's hard to pinpoint. Uh, how I, I, I don't know. It just really stuck out to me. He goes, sorry, sir, I seem to be like, uh, it was both meta humor. It's also something you like when you're wicked, wicked high. Maybe, it, uh, not that I would know, but, and kids don't do it, but they were like, wait a second, was I commenting on everything? Or like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. And then Riker says, don't stop, man. I love it. And then uh, there's nothing like any nothing like any vessel. And then uh, they see Zorn in this, like, uh, purple, purple holder, uh, like energy vortex. And then they say, that's it. Uh, and, like, uh, Troy says, there's only one alien I'm sensing, Zorn. And Zorn wants out of the ship, but... Uh, like, so Riker and Data kind of phase Zorn onto a, uh, like, out of the thing. And in the bridge, the ship starts up. Uh, Captain says, get them out of there, because they say, what is this ship going to do? Then the Q shows up. Oh, no, then Picard says, you know what, Q, get my crew back safely, and I'll do whatever you want. He goes, my people are in trouble. And Q says, whatever I say, he goes, yeah, I'll make that argument. You know, I'll make that bargain. Uh, but the away team, like, came back right around the same time. And Troy goes, oh, by the way, it wasn't Q that did that. Uh, and then Q says, you better do something. And Riker says, it wasn't. He goes, uh, he goes the ship sent us back. Uh and Troy says, it's not a vessel, sir. It's a, it's an actual being. That ship is a being. And then Q says, you know, do it. Let's strike while the iron's hot. And they says, no, no, no way. And then Zorn says, yeah, yeah, do it. It's shooting purple stuff at my planet. And Picard says, well, why? And Q says, because, you know, don't. it's an unknown. And Q's also dressed as a Starfleet officer. And he goes, if you earned that uniform, you'd know... The unknown is what brings us out here, Q. And Q says, well, wasted effort considering the human intelligence. And then Picard says, well, let's do some deductions here. He goes, starting with those tunnels under Farpoint Grappler. How come they're the same ones, Riker says, on the ship? Uh, He goes, why was the ship punishing you, Grappler? And Picard says, were you doing something to another creature? Because that ship's a creature. And Zorn's like, well, no, 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 we were helping it. Uh, and Ricard says, helping it. Uh. And then uh, Ricard says, let's beam some energy down to Farpoint. I think it's a creature. And then they say, oh. And Riker says, Captain. He goes, oh, wow, it's a creature that can convert energy into matter, which we kind of saw with the forest uh, in the holodeck. That's how the data explains it to Riker. Oh, this converts energy into matter. And Picard says, yes, specific matter, just like our transporters do. And it becomes like these space jellyfish or uh, like like in a little bit. uh, I mean, this was the 80s, so one's blue and one's uh, pink. And Picard says, you know, the GC cat caught one. And they love each other. They're a pair. And Troy says, yeah, there's a pair of creatures, one in grief and one with anger at the loss of love. And, you know, just trying to get their mate back. 
And so uh, Q says, oh, it was too simple a puzzle. Generosity is always our weakness. And then they say, Grappler Zorn, there'll soon be no Farpoint Station. And then so Farpoint turns into another jellyfish. I guess I got ahead of myself. Let's see what else. Caption me, Troy and Riker. Oh, Troy and Riker share a look when it says you've captured its mate. Let's say, well, it used to be my mate. And then they energize the station. The creature takes off. It's brilliantly blue. And then they hold hands. They have, like, feathered tentacles. And they say, hey, let's fly off together. Uh, this is great. And they, they close it out. They say, oh, you must have been using the creature. You know, you say, well, if you make this space station for us, we'll... Uh... And uh, Zorn says, yep. And then Troy says, I feel feelings of joy and gratitude from both of them. And then Picard goes, cute, why, why do you use life forms for fun? You know, who do you think you are? And he goes, well, I'm the best at providing fun. And, t and then Picard says, get out of here, man. Refresh your tests. And Q says, temper, temper, mon capitan. And this was really good at, when you think about, you know, human interactions. Because Picard says, get off my ship. And Q is kind of superior. He says, oh, yeah, only because I want to leave, though, not because you told me. Uh, but maybe, maybe I'll be back. And uh, then I think it just goes to Captain's Log. Uh, it's the agreement for rebuilding. Uh, far, our firepoint's been set up. And then we have this, like, uh, whatever you call that, post thing on the bridge. Because it says, all stations and data says, ready for departure. And Picard says, what do you think, Riker? He goes, well, I hope this isn't how our usual missions will go, sir. And Picard says, oh, no, number one. It'll be much more interesting. Let's see what's out there. Engage. And with that, the Enterprise sailed into its second round of history. As you sail away on the bedsheets of the night. Good night.